whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Sandbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is King Kaiser. Oh, yo, well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Katz. With a nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WP. PTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venter's WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF, just uh, reminiscing, listening uh, to a lot of those folks who I knew and worked with, uh, have associated with. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's really incredible. I'm glad. I'm really glad that I, on a whim, I, I started that putting that stuff together uh, decades ago. Well, you ought to be because so many people say to me, "We love listening to that." Yeah, over and over again because it just brings back such memories. And in my career, Mike, I dealt with almost all those people one way or another. Yeah, and uh, I remember Hap so much when Hap died. Uh, his wife felt comfortable enough with me to call me to help her with a little, yeah. little problem she had with the, the insurance matter, and I was able to help her. Righto. He was mm-hmm. he was 
top flight. One of my best friends, even though he was 30 years older, he he was uh, you know he was a, a good friend, and so many of those those guys were teachers. Now they didn't they didn't go out of their way to they didn't have time. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough business. They didn't go out of their way to help me along. They were all nice to me, but uh, their examples on the air. Yeah. Not off the air necessarily, but on the, <laughs> on the air, watching those those masters of broadcasting, those legends, I got to work with them. Well, and learned from them. That's so, why you got in the Hall of Fame. A lot, a lot of them uh, rubbed off on you. Well, it, it did, it did, and uh, it's I was. I was uh, mentioning Bart. Uh, we he said so often agree to disagree. Well, we we only agree on this show. We don't we don't disagree on this this program. Let's you know it's some semblance of normalcy and <laughs> <laughs> we we try to be. Isn't that right, Pam? We don't disagree, do we? We try to be civil. Civil. <laughs> Civility. Civil. It's a great yeah. thing. That's right. Richard, uh, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hi, good morning. How can we help you? Well, I got a couple questions I'd like to ask. One is about um, moms. So you buy these moms in the fall, and they look great, and they're in pots and stuff like that, and then they, and they die, and... They die completely, or can um, what can be? How, how do you recycle them, and what's the best way to do it? Well, you can you can keep them growing. Pam, uh, you want to address that, or Rufus? Well, yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah. I just, just buy new ones every year. You just cut them back to the ground, Richard, and they come right back up the next year. They they won't look as pretty and as rounded off as you got them when you bought it in that pot, but you'll sure get your flowers. I I, I can't kill them. Pam? Yeah, okay. But if, but if they're still in pots, you know, yeah, they, basically winter, winter them over and, and or is... Well, let's see, know, let's see yeah, what... Go, uh, ahead and pl- go ahead, Pam. I, I, I'd plant them in the ground. Um, I love chrysanthemums in the garden. And if you plant them in the ground, they will go through a dormancy, but you should start seeing an early, early spring. You'll see some leaves coming back up. One thing that you can do to keep them so that they will bloom in the fall and they will have more of that rounded shape is you can keep them cut back to about six to eight inches tall until about the middle of July and then stop cutting them at that point. And then they will come on and bloom for you in fall. But if you don't mind them blooming earlier in the year, which I think some of the daisy-type mums are quite pretty, in the early summer garden, mm-hmm. um, you could just go ahead and let them, but they will sprawl and they will not be um, that round little ball that you bought. The other thing is, is they are going to probably die out in the center. The mother plant that you had may die back, but you should have some daughter plants around it. And if you see a bunch of those, you can divide them up and place them around your garden and create more. Okay, and I'm assuming they need quite a bit of sunlight, too. Yes, the more sun, the better the bloom. Can I, okay, can I cut them off to the ground now to get rid of everything on top and then mulch them over? And sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah. Okay. Yep. Great. They'll be fine. Okay. So my second question now is: is uh, since I've been helping a, uh, a few of my neighbors out, and we have reseeded with fescue grass seed and stuff like that, and the lawns have been cut um, at least three times. Um, I was thinking about putting the last little bit of fertilizer because I didn't put all the fertilizer down that was recommended at the very beginning. I kind of like stretched it out. So I was going to put down the last of the fertilizer, but I was also going to put down some free No, emergent. no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. No pre-emergent and no fertilizer. Let me, let me give you the background on this. Right now, lawns need to put their energy into their roots. That's what's going to help them get through next summer's. And so if you put fertilizer down, that's mostly going to be nitrogen, and it's going to get put it into the shoot development. You shouldn't have to mow your grass in the wintertime. You really shouldn't. So um, what you want to do is wait until February, about the middle of February, to put down a light application of fertilizer. Then that will be fine. And I hope we're talking about fescue. Yes, we're talking. We're talking fescue. Because of the weather here, I'm sorry. It's so unpredictable. We have such nice weather. You know, you get you get. No, 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 no. It's it's. This has been scientifically developed. This routine by NC State with their turf grass specialists that we do not fertilize in the winter because what's going to happen is if it pushes a lot of growth into the top and we have a real cold, hard freeze, it's going to damage that grass, and it could kill it all the way to the roots. Richard, you uh, want that grass to go into a resting dormancy in the wintertime. Richard, there's a... Uh, I understand what you're saying with, 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 and with that fertilizer, but what about a pre-emergence? Yeah, you, are, you have to be careful with pre-emergence because they prevent seeds from germinating, and if you've got any seeds that haven't germinated and you've planted grass then it it may prevent some of that from from coming up so you have to you have to be careful right you you should have you don't want to plant grass and put out a pre-emergence at the same in the same season yeah i I, I planted all my grass seed back in september so i'm assuming everything is going to germinate it's germinated yeah, so so Pam, what would you recommend? It doesn't matter. You 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 need to wait. Right now, the best thing you can do for your turf grass is just look at it. You know, just let it rest. Um, you know, don't don't um, go out and apply anything in the winter. Um, it really you need to wait until about February. And Mike was recommending that you look at the turf grass files. Yeah. Um, from NC State. That's online, uh, turf files. And, yeah. Okay. And that has calendars for all types of grass and, and all the information that you would you would need if you need to refer back. And okay. there's a, one publication called Carolina Lawns that's in those turf grass files. Yeah, you can download it as a PDF. CSU extension. Yeah. And it's great. It it tells you when and where and how and how much. And um, if you got if you follow that, um, that would really be your best bet and your best way to to help these lawns along. Well, what what about spot 
spraying um, broadleaf weeds that are growing now. Like, there's a lot of creeping charlie going on in some areas and some corners of the yard. Well, the, the thing is, is, again, a lot of these plants, even though they're broad leaves and they're coming up and they're winter weeds, some of these um, are not going to take up the broadleaf weed killer and um, like they would when they are, say, when it's a little warmer in the spring, right? Yeah. It's getting into the cold season. It's it's easier to right now to reach over, pull those up, and get rid of them that way than to uh, go out and spray and be effective. The um, other thing is a lot of the broadleaf weed killers contain ingredients that... Um, some research indicates could potentially be hazardous to pets or or children or whomever who are out there walking around in that grass. Um, so be very cautious with widespread use of broadleaf weed killers. Richard, it sounds like you need to learn to relax and and, uh, <laughs> and, and not want to try to do it all in the in the. The fall of the year, I I, I I sowed about a month ago, and I had a mixture of a uh, of little clover in there because I'm a clover freak, and it's just come up beautifully, and I've, I've just totally left it alone except to water it. Yeah. Okay. So go go to turf files and, and look it over and, and take, uh, take what Pam said and, and you know, Relax. <laughs> consider it. Just consider it. It's a holiday yeah, weekend, too. And, yeah. yeah, well, this nice weather just, you know, gets me, gets me going. And, I understand that. Yeah. Well, well you know, people people are out planting today. Yep. yep. Yes, and this is the perfect time to plant. Yeah, we've just had a good it's, rain. It's a great time to plant trees and shrubs and perennials and bulbs between now and Christmas, this is when we in the southeast plant our bulbs for spring color. Mm-hmm. So yep. it is a good time to garden. It's a great time to garden. Um, what about, when you talk about planting, uh, what about bare root, bare root plants? Yeah, I don't know. Bare rooted pr- plants, I don't know. How, how often do we, as homeowners, plant those, that, that type, non-container plants, Pam? Well, it depends. It, a lot of times, bare root are go in if they're perhaps fruit trees, which we usually end up planting in January, February, and March, or roses even. Those bare root come in, um, but that comes in late winter, early spring. Um, you usually don't see a lot of bare root plants this time of year. Um, where are you getting those, Richard? Um, what 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 has happened is is one of the ladies that I help with her lawn. She has over the last couple of years, she has taken um, tender um, top cuttings off her gardenia plants, and she just stuck them in water. And there's just a massive set of roots on these things. And so I was okay. just wondering. Um, well, oh, so you're transplanting? Uh, well, they're going to have an adjustment. Um, they're going to have an adjustment because. Things that have been grown in water, when you put them in soil, a lot of those roots are going to die off. Now, you can go ahead and pop them up, or you can go ahead and plant them, 
but realize they're going to struggle a little bit. Um, but winter is the best time to try to get those into the ground. Well, would you recommend potting these first and then letting them, um, trying to keep them in a more controlled environment and then later? Oh, only, yeah, if you've got a greenhouse, you could pot them in, in, a, in a potting medium and put them in pots and, and nestle them away somewhere where they're protected um, and, and let them establish. But really and truly, between now and March is our best time to get landscape plants into the, into the garden. This is ideal time to plant. The soil is still warm, even though the air is not, and yep. the roots will develop while the plant is in dormancy. Okay. Well, I appreciate your guys' time. I listen to the show as, uh, as often as I can. Um, like right now, I'm out working with an ear put in, and you're, you're coming across my phone. So I've been hearing everybody's uh, questions and stuff like that, and I thoroughly enjoy it. Well, Richard, thank you very, very much for being a part of the show. All right. You guys have a great day. And, um, yes, way to go, Wolfpack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a great game. It's too bad that anybody had to lose that game. It was it was a tough one. Well, well, for me, for me and my family, it's a great day when Carolina loses it. <laughs> okay, right in the heart, Richard. Right, right in the heart. right in the heart. We got a Carolina guy in here. We just and Pam has some leanings both ways to to uh, state and Carolina. I do. I do. My daughter's a Carolina girl, and her husband's a professor there, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank, thank you very much, Richard. All right. Bye. Take care. All right. And you can listen to WPTF at, at uh, AM 680, WPTF, and uh, FM 98.5. And also online, and you can listen to this show as a podcast through Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Most of them would have uh, each hour of the Weekend Gardener. And uh, when I looked on Apple, there's like 600 and some episodes. So you can listen that way. And uh, so they don't have all of them from starting in 1985, but uh, technology is marvelous. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 1034. Mike Rayleigh here, along with my friend Rufus Edmonston, the former Secretary of State Attorney General and Deputy Chief Counsel in the Senate Watergate Committee and the current Secretary General of Gardening. And uh, as such, I am, am his, his self-appointed short affair. Now, you listen to that, and man. Advisor. Have you ever heard of such a thing? The boss here. <laughs> I'm, the, no bo- the, I'm no boss of the, any place, any The time. man saying such a thing as that. <laughs> now, I do love the way he drives occasionally. I didn't know occasionally. you knew French. Yeah. I, I didn't know Mike Grayley spoke French. Well, I, I, I believe in diplomacy, <laughs> so that all goes along with uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Pam, the, the, the good thing about 
being on this show, you meet some of the nicest people uh-huh. uh, in, in the gardening world. Uh, I don't think I've ever met a, a mean person in, in my entire life. I met a couple a little bit ill occasionally when something didn't go right. But that's a, a whole group of of people. You you meet the nicest people because they see things yes, you, you, you you think about putting a seed in the ground, watch it grow. I think that's that's what I'm so lucky I grew up on a farm to see how life works and and it's just a, yeah. a, you have a different outlook on life if you if you see things growing because you know there's a there's a power a little bit higher than you somewhere. I'm not, I'm not going to define what kind of religion you have because we don't do that on this show. But you have to know that there's something bigger than you and that it produces much, much beauty and grace and, and enjoyment. Yeah. Now, that's my little sermon. Well, the well said. Yeah, the key word, I think, is hope. Because every one of us, when we plant a seed or plant a uh, transplant or we, we go to a garden center, we choose something. We, we have hope that it's going to look beautiful, thrive, and bring everybody such joy. And it's that we're nurturing that. And we're, we're keep, you know, hope is a powerful thing. And think about how thrilled we are, especially when we first start out yeah. this gardening game, when something does come up and, and flourish and yeah. pr- produce fragrance or produce food. Or, That's right, the work I like you do. A little bit uh, of co-creation. Yeah. With, yeah. with kids, Pam, you, you emphasize that a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and the, the, the one thing that gives me great joy is having forgotten where I planted something. <laughs> And then all of a sudden it comes up in the spring. I say, my gosh, what a miracle that was. No wonder you need somebody to map your property yeah. and the plants. If you've forgotten where they are, so they can, then they can tell you oh. where they are. Okay. You know, Rufus has a, is wise about doing that, though, because yes. I cannot walk around my property and name every single plant on any given day. You know, we have... When you have so many different types of things in your landscape, um, just even being called upon to name the different Japanese maples, for instance, it's sometimes I have to go back to records and look. So to think about making a, a chart of what you have planted in your landscape so that you can remember it's there, like daffodil bulbs, this is a perfect time to plant them. But what if you forgot you've already planted say hyacinth there and they're going to clash well just wait for a squirrel to dig them up and then you'll know where they are no 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know we the other and we you know pam we should there are bulbs for every season we should plant more than just spring flowering bulbs absolutely there are so many um there's a uh, a new bed, well, newish bed for the J.C. Walston Arboretum on the top of a walkway that goes between um, the rooftop garden, which is a lot of um, rock garden type things up there that like that area. There's a geophyte border, and these are different bulbs that are planted in this beautiful long border together that come up and bloom throughout the year. There's always something going on in that. And if you're really interested in learning more about bulbs, go and visit that geophyte border. Um, and, and also look 
add some of the wonderful websites that are available to us through our bulb companies uh, that we buy from. Uh, Brent and Becky's bulbs are one of my favorite up in Gloucester, Virginia, but so are Teresia, who are up in Little Washington area of North Carolina. Have you bought from them, Rufus? Absolutely. Spider plants. Or N- Nikki Lady, we call oh. them. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah, what's the fabulous, phone yeah. fabulous providers. They're, and, they're great, great gardeners up that way. It's a Dutch family with a long tradition of, of growing bulbs. And if you know if they're grown in North Carolina, they're probably going to do well for you in your garden, too. Right on. Well, Bobby has been, I bet this is our Bobby from Anger. He's been waiting a long time. Bobby, how are you, buddy? Well, happy belated turkey day. Can you all hear me? <laughs> I I can hear you. You're way out there in Anger, but we can hear you. <laughs> All right. Well, Hello, Bobby. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving over there. Yeah. My favorite radio station. I listen to you every weekend. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby, so much. Uh, we're so glad to hear from you. So uh, well, you you keep. A, I need a little bit of that hope. You need some hope, huh? Uh, advice. All right. So here's my dilemma. You know I had this project going on out front of the house where I'm blocking out a subdivision they're putting across. So it's uh, about 300 feet long on both sides of the driveway. And they burned up the soil maybe about three and a half, four feet tall. And it's crowned and it meets a nice rock bed that borders the road all the way down for drainage. Well, last year I planted the Agnes in the center at the top, three feet apart. And my gosh, it's just one year how they filled in and it's starting to really look good. And then I took some of that yellow variegated privet uh, and staggered it with that purple bush. I don't know the name of it, but I like uh, Laura Pedlum. Exactly. That's the one. And I staggered that with the privet every other. So I like it because all my leaves haven't fallen off of anything, and I've got a nice color contrast. But I'm in a dilemma here. This morning I stopped by one of my favorite nurseries down there across from Broadwell's in Anger, and I picked up the three-gallon pink muley grass, is it called? Muley grass, yeah, pink muley grass. Muley, yes. Yeah, you know, that that looks great. over... I could not, uh, uh, when I heard y'all talking about fertilizing, I I picked up about 30 of these rascals. Yeah. So I'm going to put them in the front near the rock, lower on the bank on both sides, kind of to make the whole thing hot. Yeah, Yeah, kind of uh, mass them as much as you can and make sure they got plenty of sunlight and they will be gorgeous in uh, in fall. And they like to be in a low depression because in nature, in the southeast, these are a native plant for us. Um, They grow in ditches, especially down along the coast. Oh, this is a good thing. I got ditches over here. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Good. That's perfect. You're a smart gardener. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just love it, you know, and this has been a project, and it's really starting to take shape. And I want to, you know, when I pull it out of the pot, should I score it? And then what kind of maybe potting soil? Because I don't want to put something like miracle Grow 
in there because I don't. No, no, I want no. the root. Uh, no, don't don't fertilize them. They listen when they come out of that pot. They have been force fed fertilizer to make them grow and fill out those pots really well. So just put them directly into the soil that you have. Don't don't add any amendment to it. They will acclimate better and have a better success rate. If you just get them planted, just dig the hole, pop it in, backfill with the same soil that came out of that hole, water them all very well. Now, tomorrow's going to rain, so this is a perfect day to do it, Bobby. Beautiful. And, um, just Beautiful. walk away. Walk away till spring. Yeah. Well, Pam, would you advise Bobby on, on the muley grass? Me a trip to go to Home Depot or one of them places to get some hot soil. <laughs> No, you don't need that. You, yeah, you do, you don't need that because these are native grasses. They they can grow really well um, in our in our our bad pH and everything else that we've got going on here. It's okay for them. They they are going to feel right at home. I love the well, pink muley grass. I got some after. hope. Yeah, you got some hope now, Bobby. I got some hope. <laughs> I might get this thing looking right. This Rufus, year. you had a question. Well, yeah. Uh, I have muley grass, and I, I, when it all dies down and the, the pink, beautiful, ephemeral thing is gone and it's the dead of winter, I cut it back with about two inches. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, that's great. Uh, that, is, that is okay fine because um, what it does is it gets more light into the interior of that grass, and it will give it a chance to fill out better when, it, when the new uh, growth comes on up. Well, Bobby, when that stuff gives that beautiful pinkish, uh, cloudy oh, look, you 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 will fly away with faith. Yeah. That's oh, why you I hope. can't wait. Yeah. I'm so excited. I yeah. got a question about trimming, and now I shouldn't trim anything now, or should because there's some dead looking stuff on the outside. Uh, no, wait, wait until maybe January, early part of February, or something, because right now you might still have some some color. I've seen lots of muley grass. It still looks really good. Yeah. Yes, I actually do. Every one of them I picked out has about ten strands coming out the center, and it's still pink. Yep. Great. Great. Ooh yeah. Ooh yeah. Don't cut it. Oh, I'm no, excited. Put it in. The well, you should be. It sounds like you really did it right, Bobby. Yeah. Well, thank you so yeah. much, and you guys always, always give me the best advice, and I love talking to y'all. Listen, I got to get busy here. All right, well, get busy. <laughs> well, Bobby, let me let me ask you about that. Yeah, privet, you said variegated privet. Now, you know yes, privet sir. will spread very, very quickly. Oh, I'm seeing that. They've doubled in size this year. I mean, they're gorgeous. They're about three foot. By three foot, and they were only like a foot by a foot last year. Yeah, it grows very, very rapidly. Yeah, so sun, the, yeah. I needed to put That's something sunshine, in there that would compete with the aliac. It's a good plant, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, you have quite a, an aggressive the mix there. Start, they could kill them all, but we'll see. All right. Well, <laughs> well, good luck with it, Bobby, and I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas to you. And same to you guys. I'll catch you on the rebound. All right, buddy. Thank you, Bobby. All right, bye. Let's go to Mark in Durham. Mark, thanks for waiting. Good morning. Hey, appreciate you taking my call, guys. Long-time listener and first-time caller. Well, let me give you a round of applause there. Good gracious. Thank you very much. 
Born at Duke Hospital in uh, 1960. So, I was uh, born at Duke Hospital in 1952. Sure really? was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my wife was in, in 1953. Well, there you go. Yeah. We were probably waving at each other. Uh, could be. Could be. Somewhere along the line. How can we help you? I was looking for some early cut flowers. We have a, a strawberry farm in West Durham, and we're trying to incorporate cut flowers. We planted some snapdragons the last couple of years, and they work well. And uh, talked to a yeah. rep at the Strawberry Association about some zinnias. He said you can do them if you greenhouse them early and get them in the ground and, and keep them warm. But uh, really need something around the first couple of weeks of May. Got any recommendations? I, I'm, I'm a great zinnia fan. Cosmos seems to bloom a little earlier, too, uh, Mark. And uh, now, uh, Colum, I, I, don't, I don't think Columbine blooms as quickly, but uh, what, what it, uh, the, uh, oh, the, the thing I I'm, can't even remember right now, it, it, it seeds, seeds over, Pam, and it's so incredibly, uh, if a seed touches the ground, it's grown, but I, I vote for I vote for zinnias. I don't know whether uh, they, they just they came up this year everywhere, and it, you don't you don't need to get a a, a a large tall one. They will fall over very very easily. Are you talking about maybe larkspur or something like that? Um, because larkspur you can seed now. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. You can seed now. Yeah, that's it. Larkspur. <laughs> And I apologize for coughing, well, I'm sorry. Mark, but I was going to ask you, um, are you interested in doing these for production to sell at the farmer's market or something like that? We will sell them here at our farm, yes, ma'am. Well, you know, the agriculture department has, has a lot of information, too. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, and... and you guys are. Well, you know, the um, Dr. John Dole from NC State Horticulture Department, his specialty is cut flower production and crops. And he is, um, he is one of the most accessible, wonderful people. And I'm sure that if you wrote to him through NC State Extension or through NC State's Hort Department, Dr. John Dole, and told him, tell him Pam Beck sent you, okay? <laughs> a lot of the good that'll do. But but tell him, tell him that I suggested that you get in touch with him, and he can give you lists of flowers and when to put the seed in and all that kind of thing for production. And one thing that he's very interested in, and I think this would be good for you too, is cut shrubs, woody things like Forsythia and Abelia and, uh, you know, these beautiful, lovely, arching blooms of, of Spirea, say, in early spring, about, you know, April going into May, you know, and cutting those and selling those in production, too. Wonderful. <laughs> I, will, I will definitely give him a call. Um, I am a, a state alumni and... Uh, uh, we'll put a, there you go. Thing. A, a feeling a very good happy state alumni this morning. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> boy, they're rubbing it in, aren't they, Rufus? <laughs> yeah, they're. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be glad to call it. 
Well, there, uh, there's oh, also, if you go online there and put flower production in North Carolina and uh, in the horticulture department, it comes up a section on floriculture. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that might give you some ideas. Also, um, I know that in, I know that the State Department of Agriculture, after we started losing so much tobacco production, that uh, they were encouraging farmers, for one thing, to to plant flowers in mass. Uh, they may have they may have something on their website about that. But uh, this is the North Carolina Cooperative Extension Service where I'm finding the floriculture. Uh, okay. site. Mm-hmm. But also, I would go to the state farmer's market and talk to some of the vendors who are selling flowers. They might be able to give you some ideas. Oh, wonderful ideas. Yeah, I was in that. Uh, we were we were tobacco uh, here until the, the buyout and, and transitioned over to vegetables and then strawberries. So uh, we're part of that. Uh, what can we do now? Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking on this floriculture thing at floriculture resources on this uh, this little extension site. It has uh, something called electronic grower resource line that's a part of this, and you might right. you might be able to find find some stuff on that. It is flower publications, uh, floriculture information library, and it has it, this is written by Dr. Brian Whipker. Professor of Commercial Floriculture Production at NC State. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. It's really helpful. I appreciate it. And uh, you guys keep up the good work. We appreciate you all. Mark, thank you so much. Thanks for being a part of the family. All right. Vivian is in Four Oaks. Hey, Vivian. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. I am looking for an assistance to find a home for a tropical staghorn plant. I have one that is many, many years old. It's a, a family plant, and at the present time, it, it measures about four feet in diameter, weighs over 100 pounds, and it needs separating badly. Well, I knew foghorn leghorn, but not uh, staghorn. Uh, hey, Pam uh, or Rufus, All right, can y'all be of any I help? I didn't hear a tropical, a tropical what? Staghorn. I'm sorry. Staghorn. Oh, staghorn fern? Yeah. Is it a staghorn fern? It weighs about 100 pounds. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that is a prize. Oh, my goodness. Well, that is a prize, I, and it's worth a lot of money. Well, um, I would... I really, uh, I think it would be, it would, if you want to make sure that it lives, I would, I would check with some of your local independent garden centers close to you in Four Oaks and see if there's someone (laughs) there. Yeah, she said they didn't have any. (laughs) Oh, well, now I know that Dwayne's is up in Smithfield. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, that's right. And, and they might be able to connect you with someone who's a serious gardener who would really love and cherish and take care of that plant for you and give well, you a, a smaller piece of it back. Um, I would exactly check with Dwayne's. That's exactly what I'm yeah, looking that, for. 
Yeah, I would I would call them and ask to speak to someone in the greenhouse area there and tell them your dilemma and see if they can connect you with uh, you know the right person um because that's a that's a priceless treasure that and you've got especially since it's it, a family plant. It is a treasure. It came from Florida and it oh. is off the original plant and I have had it like 30 years. Oh, my. And my wow. husband and I are in our 80s, and we can't manage it anymore. We have to take it in and out of the house. I don't have a greenhouse. Yeah. So sort of like my Norfolk right. Island pine, I had to finally beg somebody to take away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you so, have to rehome them when they get big like that sometimes. Yeah. But what a success story, because... Really, uh, Vivian, most people never get those plants to grow. They can't. They don't know the secret. How do you water it? We leave it outside in the summertime, in the shade. Yeah, and let it. It loves rain. It like loves humidity. Mm-hmm. That's, that's She's just letting it grow. It just loves like. to grow. Oh, yeah. You are just—you have the green finger. You do. You, you have do. the touch. No, I don't. I you don't. have the aura. <laughs> I don't have anything for that. I load a plant to try to bring in and out when it's going. Hey, uh, Vivian, Monica Wood at the State Farmers Market suggests uh, there is a person at South Johnston High School, FFA, yes. uh, Cindy. Hardy Adams. Yes. Uh, you might see if she is interested. That's at okay. South Johnston High School them. FFA. Cindy C I N D Y Hardy H A H A R D E E. Right. I know exactly who you're talking about. I've lived in four my entire life. Yeah. So so contact her. That'd be a good place to start. Okay. That I appreciate that information, and of course if. if Anybody's free to call me or welcome to call me if, if they'd like to have it. But a, a local florist was here recently, at, um, and he happened to see it, and he wanted it. He has, he said he just had no way to take care of it because it's, um, it is gigantic. Yeah. Well, that would certainly be a great FFA project. Yes, it would be. Sure would. And I, and I know yes, all of the FFA people. <laughs> well, that that sounds like a, a good place to start. I, a Monica. Now I'd love you. to see that plant. Oh, yeah. Lord. Well, I wish anybody could see it. It's, it's healthy. It's, it's gigantic. And yeah. Fortunately, wow. we have a grandson that can come and take it in and out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But Grandsons are good for a lot of things. <laughs> yes, they are. Oh, thank you so much for that information. Thank you, Vivian. And may I be the first to wish you Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you. All right. We'll uh, talk to you later, hopefully. Call okay. us back. Let us know what happens. I will. Thank All right. you. Yes, ma'am. Well, we're about out of time. we got about a minute. Uh, Pam, You, uh, I hope you feel much, much better. You sounded Thank great you. this morning. I'm sorry, my cough drop has run out, eh, and I'm coughing. That's all right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> now, but but thank you for letting me be on the show with you. Thank today. you. Thank no. Thank you. <laughs> Believe me, uh, I I can't I can't do this. This would be a very boring show if just me sitting in here talking. 
So I'm, well, Pam, I'm, I'm thankful dear, for all of you. My dear wife thinks that you are the most wonderful person around. And yeah. I, and I That's do a too. nice compliment. Oh. That's a nice compliment. You are. Oh. Well, right back at her. <laughs> Vir- yeah. Virgos are a little crazy, but uh, other than that, yeah. I'm one too. Yeah. 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 They're a little, little uh, perfection, perfectionism in there. Pam, God love you. We love you. And we'll see you next time. And same to you, Brother Rufus. And all of our listeners, have a great weekend, everybody.